Welcome to the Elevate Your Life podcast with Evelyn Kelly. I'm your host, Evie, life and business coach, and I'm here to support you to create unstoppable self-belief and confidence so that you can create the abundant life and profitable business you truly love and deserve. Join me for soulful yet straight-talking chats with epic humans, juicy DMs with me, and loads of inspiration so that you can be the best version of yourself and share your authentic magic with the world. Are you with me? Here we go. Hello gorgeous humans, welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I am your host Evie and today I am delighted to bring Brooke Thompson back on the podcast, my gorgeous husband, and we are going to be talking about how we built a seven-figure product business. It still blows my mind saying that. (laughs) This is such a good conversation. If you are in business or are thinking about getting in business or want to grow your business and scale, no matter where you are on your journey, I think there will be so much wisdom and just a really good conversation about some of the challenges that we've navigated in business, how we actually created a seven-figure business, what were some of the things that really worked and really supported us along the way, what we would do differently if we had our time again, and so much more around pricing, around yeah, what it really takes, and some of our biggest lessons in business. So there is so much jam-packed into this podcast. I know you'll love it so much, and so I can't wait to share this conversation with you. And I also just want to let you know that at this stage of recording the podcast, I still have have three spots for one-to-one business coaching available to start with me really soon. So if you are in the early stages of business, the first one to two years of your business, and you're really wanting to either lay those really rock solid foundations, I'm talking about uh, strategy or the mindset, the the belief, the confidence to go after the stuff, but also the specific business strategy and structure, the systems, the back end stuff of your business that is going to make it scalable and sustainable long term. And of course, creating it with so much soul, with alignment, with authenticity. So if you're in a service based business, if you're a coach, creative consultant, or if you have a product business online, I would love to support you in those early stages of business and so we can really create a profitable sustainable solid business that you freaking love if you are interested there is a link in the show notes to book a call with me and we can chat about it and see if it's the right fit for you I can't wait. So without further ado, here is the one and only Brooke Thompson and Evelyn Kelly talking about business and how we built a seven-figure product business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Elevate Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Evie, and today I'm joined by my gorgeous husband, Brooke Thompson. Welcome back to the show. Hey, guys. Uh, Thanks for having me. I've been trying to pin Brooke down for a little while now to chat all things business and in particular how we built a seven-figure product business, which 
still absolutely blows my mind to say that out loud. Like, that's just wild. We had these mm. crazy dreams some years ago, and then, like, now it's actually our reality. That's just wild. Yeah, no, it, it really is. Um, I guess we, or we had, I had a plan from the get-go um, when we set up the business, and that I wanted to um, have a million-dollar business uh, fairly quickly. <laughs> I didn't realize that it would be two years, but um yeah it was pretty pretty amazing um but there were a lot a lot of hard times and things that i wish i did differently which we'll dive into later in the podcast yeah i mean i guess this is just a conversation between the two of us about all things business how we started this what worked what didn't what were our biggest challenges what would we do differently like you say in order to support you guys i know business is just such a wild ride i always say it's such a huge personal development journey in and of itself would you agree 100 percent. yeah like you grow as a person you know not only as a ceo of your business but also as a human as as a person and i just think back and actually i look back on photos in 2018 when we started brooklyn flowers the flower shop business that we're referring to here and we just look so young and so different and it just like taking me back to then I'm like wow so much has changed and evolved like we've grown as humans so much since Mm. then we really have yeah um it's kind of like for me it you don't know how high your limits are until I guess you own a business like I didn't realize that I could do what I can now Mm. um if it wasn't for setting up the business yeah totally totally I think a big part of it is like people go into business also offer oh, multiple different reasons but I think one of them for me personally and I'm talking more about my coaching business here which is my my business as you guys know um is like I wanted more for myself in this lifetime and I also wanted to do my soul's work so I needed to do coaching right but like I wanted to grow like I just wanted more and I wanted to grow as a human and I knew that the challenge of business would teach me a whole new set of skills and just take me to places that I'd never ever go if I wasn't in business and yeah I totally agree it's like you don't really know what's possible or how much growth you're going to go on until you kind of look back and I think that's probably with most most things in life right but yeah like definitely with business yeah for sure so Let's go back to the very start. You may have um, <laughs> blanked out a few of these details. I have. So, <laughs> bear with me. So, I think on our first episode when you were on the podcast, uh, way back on episode two, I think it was, we talked about your business journey and, um, or your personal journey, but obviously a lot of that was business as well. And we talked about how we came up with the idea of Brooklyn Flowers when we were traveling around Europe on our big OE in 2017 and we started designing the branding and the logos over there we went to like every single flower shop we could find overseas and it was just like this fun project to do when we were away and I think that I think that is actually really symbolic and really an important part of the puzzle piece here because when you're traveling, and I, I think I've talked about this in that episode, is like when you're traveling, you're so, you're just in that beautiful expansive energy of like anything's possible, you're, you know, your sky's the limit kind of thing. And you see all these different 
like new people, new ways of thinking, new life, um, you know, different cultures and experience different things. And you're just like, you don't have any of those like inhibitions that I think sometimes we have when we're in our own country or around the same people kind of thing. And I, I talk about that a lot with authenticity, but I think the same goes with, with anything, right? And so getting in that expansive, anything's possible kind of energy was a big part of the story at the start. And I think something that was really crucial for us in those early stages. So Brooke, let's talk about mindset. So in those early stages, what was what was your mindset about? Like, what was it like going into business? Yeah, can you talk to that? Yeah, cool. Um, I think my mindset was fairly set at a million dollars. Um, I think that's a dream for anyone who sets up a business um, in the first early stages. That's kind of like the number you want to want to get to. Um, I find that interesting. I think that's that's your your perception of business, right? And obviously, that was a big goal of you for you personally, right? But yeah. I would argue that that's not necessarily everyone's goal. I I definitely know that to be true with so many of my clients, right? But it's interesting. So you already had this preconceived idea that to be successful in business. I want to have a I want to have a million dollar business, right? And I think that's a money thing for you because you were always like, I want to be a millionaire by the time I'm thirty, right? Yeah. I remember you telling me this years and years ago, and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, cool. <laughs> and now you have a million dollar business. Yeah, I guess it was just, I just yeah, kind of manifested the whole, the whole thing really. Like, I think you have to because if you don't believe that you can do it, then. You probably well you, you probably can do it but i don't know it goes a lot quicker if you believe in it yeah absolutely i mean that's so much about what i teach as a coach right either in business or in your personal life like you've got to you've got to believe in yourself mm. and especially in business because you yeah. know i often say that business is not necessarily for the faint hearted it's for the big hearted i know someone told me about that in coaching and i'm like yeah that that makes sense 100% yeah I kind of, like you said at the beginning, you might have blocked it out a little bit. And to be to be completely honest, yeah, that first like 18 months, I have sort of blocked it out because it was so hard and so tiring. And, you know, I guess if it wasn't the two of us, I think I probably, you know, wouldn't. I definitely wouldn't be where I am at now. Or, you know, we wouldn't be as successful as we are now. Mm, isn't that interesting just someone to like I guess someone to like guide you and um, you know throw ideas around um, I guess that was my form of having someone like a coach or a mentor or something like that <laughs> you're too kind um, this is you bring up a really good point though right and I, I mean everyone listening to this podcast knows how incredible support is right and if they haven't experienced coaching yet then definitely jump on board <laughs> it's life-changing but you're so right like business and entrepreneurship can be a really lonely journey right especially if you're doing a business like mine for example with coaching where you're a solopreneur most of the time until you scale and get support but but you know it can be it can be a lonely journey and having that support or a mentor and someone to do it with is just, uh, can be a game changer, eh? Yeah, definitely. It's just even like, it's just the ideas and being able to chat to someone other than your clients or your customers or, you know, mm. 
it's because there's some things you can't say to you know your friends or your your customers or someone close to you you know you have to have that person you trust to to talk about your business because there's some things and decisions you have to make that you know are confidential and you know it's you know can be game changing to your business you know whether it's a good decision or a bad decision and Mm. i made some bad decisions but you know i learned i learned from my lessons and yeah yeah and it's interesting because we didn't really have a whole lot of people like friends in our in our circles in our world that were in business before we got into it well i certainly didn't you had a couple right yeah but we've met more people along the way obviously but when we first got into business you didn't really have any no only family really yeah yeah so all, all my family is in business and i think that's also why like business was so like that was my future was doing business was to be in business and own my own business um Mm. it's kind of ingrained in me from a young age (laughs) yeah and i mean like go back and listen to brooke's first episode number two um because that i reckon tells so much of your backstory which is so interesting it's still one of the most listened to episodes of the podcast to date which is just so cool it makes me smile every time i love that but also um yeah, it's interesting that you say that, and I think, I think if I if I can take us back a few years, it was like I knew that you were always going to have your own business, and you always knew that you wanted to have a flower shop and a floristry business, right? <laughs> and you were going along that track, like you were working at the flower markets, you were the the manager there, and you were doing exceptionally well. Like there was nothing wrong with that job, right? But you always wanted more, yeah, and. It was it was a hard decision and it's scary to go well, into business. It was too business. easy. That's the problem. Oh yeah, your old job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. just means you've outgrown well, it. That's right? with all my jobs that I've had is that I get to a point where it's like, oh, well, I've got I've got to <laughs> got to the top. But now what do I do? Kind of thing. I just get bored and move on. Where with business, there is no bored and getting moved on. There is only growth and scale. You know, scaling your business to. a bigger heights really like yeah well that's what is and that's the cool well one of the cool things of business right it's like it's always going to be a big journey and there's always so much to learn and grow and but in a really exciting way not in a like a scary pressure kind of way Hmm. but yeah I remember you always wanting to do it I think it was just taking ourselves away from New Zealand and going overseas to really like put things in perspective and we had a few other things going on in our lives at the time that kind of put things back into perspective for us and we're like look life's really short let's just go for this and so yeah, I signed up to Beautiful You, and then while I was training uh, to be a coach, I was helping you set up the Brooklyn Flowers flower shop, as we're talking about now, and we did that together, like you and I working in the shop for at Full least time. the... time, f- yeah. It was about the first like year, year and a half at least, and yeah. then I slowly started to taper back the in-shop hours and then did more behind-the-scenes stuff for ages, but I feel like, I think actually I've been involved in that business for a long, long time. Yeah. Well, the whole way, obviously, but yeah, those early stages. The whole stages. way, but yeah. At the start, at the start, it was full time, and you know that's a that was a challenge in itself. Um, yeah. That's probably something. It's probably something I wouldn't recommend one hundred percent. You know, to people wanting to start a business is like doing it with your with your partner, or if like if we were to do it again, it would be completely different, though. Do you agree? Like, oh, totally. We have because we know, you know, there. <laughs> There were times where Evie, can you just like mind the shop while I go out back and have a sleep? Because I was <laughs> doing like 
seven days, seven day a week operation, starting at like four in the morning, finishing at like eight at night. It's, it's craziness. Yeah. Yeah, there was some long days and long hours in the early stages. And I just want to give a little bit of context here. So Brooklyn Flowers is a retail shop in Ponsonby, Auckland. Yeah, Brooklyn Flowers. And so it's a product business, obviously, selling fresh flowers, bouquets, posies, etc. And some giftware. But also it's a service, like you are a flower. Uh, sorry, you are a florist. And there's also, we did weddings at the start. There was corporate functions and events and corporate flowers and things like that. So it is it's an interesting business it's 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 a product and a service-based business and it's retail and it's online uh and we did seven days a week at the start and I think that was perhaps something that in hindsight I would do differently next time and maybe just do six days a week so at least there's one day of respite because which we've done now yeah, which we now do now, which is interesting, <laughs> hey, that we're now a million dollar business and now we do six days a week, not seven. Interesting. But that was, And still do the same. That's kind of what we thought we needed to do back then, right? And so when it was just Brooke and I in the shop seven days a week, basically, and sometimes we would rotate and have a like little bit of respite, but... It was it was hard going in terms of like the hours and that's the that's the hard thing about retail I guess is that you have those those certain opening hours and you kind of have to be there for those whereas if you're creating a, a different type of business maybe it's more of an online business maybe you're a coach or a consultant or a creative or a service based business of some sort it may be that you can have so much of that time uh, that's not just always on or always open if that makes sense so it depends on your business type and structure but I would absolutely recommend that you have some support in those early stages if you're opening for really long hours or really long you know extended periods basically because that was definitely a big challenge for us both in those early stages yeah I mean we know now what would be better if we did it again which would be you know hiring more staff and and putting you know more effort and more time into hiring hiring staff but at the the beginning you're like no no no, i want to not have any expenses and i don't want to like because we didn't get paid like i don't we didn't get paid at all yeah you know for the first couple of months or if not a year um and you were like you know if, if i don't hire anyone then i don't have to pay anyone and i don't have any expenses well that's your biggest cost in a business so um for, for us, it was the wrong attitude and we probably could have got to a million dollars faster if we had, you know, invested in more staff and... Yeah, it's an, it's an interesting conversation and this is where I would say if you have, if you're in business and you have your own business coach, then definitely work this out uh, with them or, you know, get, get a mentor or someone in to help you sort this out because it's a really fine balance, right, of, of when do you invest, how much do you invest, what your profit margins are like, all of that kind of thing and that's why... That's why I would say working with someone one-to-one is really important so they can give you that tailored advice specific to you and your business. Because, for example, in the flower shop, we we were going in with what we thought we needed to do. And like hindsight's a beautiful thing, right? But at the time, we needed to test that out. And I often say like our journey was our journey and we've learned so many lessons along the way that we can now give to other people, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, but... I don't know if we would have, like, yes, maybe if you go back and do it now, you'd do it differently. But at the time, that was what we chose to do. And we needed to test that out to see if it would work. And 
clearly it wasn't the best structure so we we changed things right yeah 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 it was i mean we had we employed one we employed one girl from the get-go but at that same time it was no come in just for two hours come in just for four hours you know part-time but for me if i had them in for the full time i could have gone right now you know how can we invest more money into marketing how can we what's the best way to market our brand you know all these sorts of things but um, this is but this is the fine balance right though brooke because remember in terms of finances in the business there was very little like cash left over to invest in those things right and so this is where it is a really fine balance it was like yes if you had all the money then you would probably oh, yeah. invest in the staff or invest in yeah. the marketing and go big quickly but it's not always like a linear process. I think business no, is always ups and downs and fine tuning and, and a little bit of trial and error in some ways. Um, and then, yeah, then you learn. Yeah, it's a super fine balance, I would say. So let's talk about some of the other challenges, the early stages. So partly it was like time, uh, you know, we were open seven days a week. That was a challenge in and of itself, a challenge around staffing. Were there any other challenges that you can recall? Um, so for me, it was deciding where to take the business, um, whether it would be to focus on you know walk-ins and phone orders, um, or focus on e-commerce online business. So I kind of decided pretty much straight away um, by looking at the sales that e-com was where I needed to focus. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was what to invest in in the early stages of business. I think this is a really important conversation and topic to have and something that I highly encourage everyone in business to seriously consider and be really discerning about this one because this can kind of make or break things, right? So let's talk about it in our business, Brooke, and then I just want to also like disclaimer here is that it's going to be a bit different depending on you and your unique uh, situation, what your business is like and the design that you're created or the structure that you've created within your business. So everyone's a little bit different, but what would you say the key things that we invested in early stages were and, and why? Cool. Um, so I think for us would have been marketing, um, focusing on brand awareness how to get our brand out because obviously we're a brand new flower shop no one knows who Brooklyn Flowers is even though when I opened the doors I thought a million people would know who we are but that is not the fact <laughs> no <laughs> no um so yeah I quickly worked out that no one knew who we are um and yeah so that something has to be done about that pretty quickly so advertising absolutely to yeah to bring about brand awareness but also you had specific google ads that were directing sales to the business like traffic to the website and then yeah. sales as well so it's a it was a bit of both yeah it is and you know you guys if you wanted to do marketing on on google then you know it's like which the right ads to do and all those sorts of things it's like super super confusing um and then obviously You've got your competitors as well. They're doing the same thing you're doing. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's kind of, it's a super hard game, the whole marketing thing. But the more and more you learn about it and the more you learn, it becomes a little bit easier. 
Yeah, and I just want to add my two cents here. I think Brooke's talking specifically about our experience with Google ads for flower shops. So that's quite different to marketing in general. So he's talking about advertising here with one particular Platform. Um, platform basically I wouldn't recommend the same strategy in advertising for every single business for example if you were a coach and an online business I probably wouldn't re recommend Google advertising in fact it's definitely not something that I personally do or recommend to my clients but something like Facebook and Instagram advertising would be amazing for someone like a coach mm. so this is where it's really important to like get the advice and the strategy around your advertising and marketing because like I said it could be that you're pumping in so much money into this and not really getting any return on the investment and so that's where you've got to make some really clever business decisions here so the shop does the Google ads but in, in my uh, personal business with coaching we don't do that so yeah. it's just finding out what that thing is but I think as, as a blanket rule, some form of advertising and really clever marketing is a really good idea. And remember, marketing isn't just paying for ads. So Brooke often says marketing, but what he's really saying hey, is... That can be is, anything. That's advertising. Yeah. You're saying advertising. But advertising. marketing is also you showing up on Instagram, you know, like yeah. posting on Facebook and Instagram. It can be giveaways. Which, it could be... Yeah. Showing up online, talking on stories, it could be coming on podcasts, all sorts of things. Yeah. So marketing obviously is a given for every single business. You have to market your business and your product or your service. Otherwise, no one's going to know about you. Yeah. <laughs> like we discovered in the early stages. It's so funny how you think that. To think back to the very beginning and it's like, really? Like, we're like living under a rock or something. <laughs> like the day i can vividly remember the day we opened the business and it was like oh my gosh it was like it was so exciting this like the first morning i was like at the markets and i was like buying up a storm and you know, i got back to the shop we like, opened the doors and we're like right now go where are the customers where are the customers? You learn pretty quickly in business, yeah. hey? Look, you have to tell people about your services. And it, I often say this to clients, like you feel like you're talking about your services or you're sharing your stuff all of the time because it's your entire world, right? It's your baby. It's your business. And so we were like, yeah, everyone's going to know about us. And of course, we're the best florists and all of this jazz, right? And same with coaching, right? But people have to, one, people have to hear things a minimum of 12 times before they actually take things on board and are likely to purchase from you, right? So just remember that when you're talking about your services or your products is that you need to show up and consistently share what you're doing, tell people why they need to work with you or why they need to buy your product or whatever it might be for it to actually convert. Mm. So marketing, absolutely. And then advertising comes under marketing. So advertising might also be something that you want to invest in as well. And when we say invest, I mean, this is financial investments. But remember, this is also a time thing as well. You know, time is money in business as well often. So, so that's important to keep in mind. So what what else did we invest in early stages, Brooke? Um, for me, uh, investing in staff at the very beginning was my biggest focus. Um, and then... Yeah, I, being able to offload staff, like lighten our load. Like 
as we said earlier, we're working seven days a week and it means that then you're like working in the business all the time and not on the business. On the business. And I think that's a really important balance of like actually having some time to work in the business, but also on it so you can drive it forward. So yeah, staffing and anything else to invest in? Yep. Evie almost just fell off her chair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, for me, it would have been like a mentor, um, someone that could help me come up with more business strategies um i guess that's also like a business coach as well yeah that's probably what i would have done yeah totally so advertising marketing uh outsourcing or having some kind of staff member to support you as and when you need and as you grow the business depending on your unique business and and uh where where you need the support basically is it is it that you've got all the time or is it that you don't have the time and you really need um that person to take tasks off your plate and then of course hiring a coach or a mentor that's going to support you through that business journey and give you the specific support the strategy the mindset stuff all of that good stuff that you know and love um it really makes a difference hey does 100 percent I mean, it was definitely the thing, I mean, yes, I'm biased, but like it definitely was the thing that catapulted my business. So hiring that right person is is so crucial. So let's shift gears here and talk a bit about pricing. Pricing such a huge topic and I have so many conversations about this with, with Brooke and I, I think, about the flower shop, also about the coaching business, and I also have these conversations with clients. It is a really tricky one and there's so many layers to this conversation so let's just like chat about this because we've both had so much experience with this in different avenues and different businesses so yeah definitely yeah pricing for me is like it's your bread and butter so getting get it wrong and you know it doesn't it doesn't work or your price yourself too high and you price yourself out of the market so yeah pricing is like such an important topic to talk about and talking about it to lots of people and doing your research and you know finding what's right for you and what your service is worth yeah is what i've come down to now but it's taken me a long time to like believe in in myself and believe in my business and believe what it's worth um but yeah that's what about you yeah, totally. Look, I'm probably going to approach this differently to you and, and more from a coaching point of view because I, I just can't not. Because <laughs> I think belief and worthiness comes into this. Like your own self-belief and your own level of self-worth in your product, your services, whatever it is that you're delivering, right? And I think that's always something that we should look at first and foremost right like you obviously believe in your product and your service enough to create a business around it but then you also need to charge accordingly right and and this is like you say it's it's a tricky one and especially when it's your baby it's your business and and for something like coaching um and with floristry though too you know this this is your creative project this is your art this is your your soul's work right and so to put a price tag on that to put a figure on that can be really challenging yeah i fully agree it's it's something that you take so long to like perfect but like once you know you've got it right it feels right and you're like yes. yeah i'm happy with everything i'm happy like for me it's like yeah i'm happy with every sale there's some there's 
there's still like one that every time if it comes through i'm like oh i need to change i need to like relook at that or doesn't sit well and that's that feeling of like it's either too low it's like too low for yeah. for your brand or for like yeah but, it just yeah. doesn't feel right so yeah, like that's the biggest thing that i teach is like it is such an intuitive thing it's an, like i truly believe that pricing and uh you know receiving money for your services or your product it's an energetic exchange right money is energy and so you're giving out your service your coaching your your flowers your product whatever it is and you want to receive money in exchange in that same energetic match to it and that's why it's a fine balance and it's probably it could change a little bit over time and i would always recommend that we we keep looking at your pricing and of course as your skills and products and services grow and expand and uh you know demand and things like that also come into play here so like we should be charging more over time uh but yeah, it is a really fine balance. And, and I think the key and the, the secret source in this is what exactly what Brooke said, is that if it feels like a, an equal exchange and it feels good and it then doesn't, it. yeah, then you've nailed it. If it feels icky, like either I can't sell it at that price, well, like I don't want to. It you when like, it like, you like feel like you're doing it for free, you know, like it's yes. like, oh, it just so then, such a, yeah. so then you're undercharging yeah, clearly, right? Clearly, yeah. Or if if you can't show up and and talk about the pricing or say that this is the price for my service or my product, then clearly that's probably a little bit too high, or we just need to work on that internal belief and worthiness around it. Yeah. But once you get it, and once you like get the, get your prices and sort it all out, you're like, yep, this is my price, like confidence, and yeah, that's. Pricing is a good one. I like pricing. It's a journey. Yeah. Sure <laughs> it's a journey is. to get there. It's yeah. a journey. But um, but it, you work it out pretty quick. If, sorry to interrupt. You work it out pretty quick if you don't price accordingly and then do the numbers on it and work it. You're not making any money. That's also a good like reset. Right. What's you know what works and what what doesn't. Yeah, 100%. And this is why it's such a big topic. There's so many layers to it, but it's also like going to make or break your business, right? Like it's the thing that's going to help you make a a profitable, sustainable business long term. And I mean, ultimately, this is why we're we're here, right? We want to create these beautiful businesses that we love doing the work that we love, making an impact, sharing our gifts with the world. But it also needs to serve us and financial support with that is part of the puzzle piece. 100%. So let's talk about what do we reckon are the keys to success here? Like what, what do we attribute our success to and how do we actually create a seven-figure product business? Like how do we actually do it? Shit ton of hard work. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> yes, a shit ton of hard work. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think that's part of it. As unsexy as it sounds, consistently showing up and doing the work even on the days when perhaps it doesn't feel like super exciting and uh, you know you're you're tired or whatever's happened or you're hitting some roadblocks or challenges within your business it's just about consistently showing up and then the other part of that is I believe is having a really beautiful wonderful service or product that is so valuable that it's irresistible, right? You've got to create this wonderful product or service um, that you want to sell, that you want to share with the world. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. Um, 
so but also like having like amazing product and having that drive to be successful and like making it work is for me it's if i didn't have the drive to do it then there's no way i would have done it at all yeah totally you've got to want to do it right like business is something that's gonna take like so much time and energy and love and so you've got to create something that you're deeply passionate about because why would we be doing it otherwise you know like we create these businesses because we see a gap in the market we want to gift this to the world it's our soul's work our passion whatever it might be for you and you want to do it Mm. i agree yeah yeah it's it's such a i think it's like having a business and like having your own business is such a personal thing well it is well, definitely it's for me um and I, I i bet all you guys as well but um yeah it's if you can like sit and just like chat about your business then like you're definitely be doing the you're definitely doing the right thing if you can just go, go on and yarn for hours about you know your business and i do it i do it to all my friends and you know they're all in business as well now and and having you know having the right people around you and having you know friends that are in business and surrounding yourself with people like that is helps so much as well um you know because they obviously i'm going off the track now but they obviously have um you know attributes that may help you in your business and their attitude to business and you will pick things up from you know other people that own businesses that will help you as well and it's definitely helped me so much Yeah, I mean, having those supporters and other people in business is so wonderful, right? And I often talk about expanders and having other people for support, whether that's coaches or if you're in a mastermind or a group program or, you know, you meet other people online, whatever it might be. Because like for me personally, uh, many of my close friends aren't in business and, and that's totally cool. But it's just about finding those people then. So for me, like when I invested in my own coach, that was just a game changer for me because I had that expander and someone that was doing the thing that I wanted to do uh, and helping me bring my version of that to life bringing my business to life mm. it also opened the doors for you as well to meet other people like you who have who have coaching businesses and you know you you talk to them and vice versa right yeah totally and I mean obviously I've made loads of friends in business now as well and other coaches and in the industry and in the profession and that's just such a wonderful thing um, but yeah, you just got to find those people, right? So either if they're not in your physical world, which often they aren't, and it definitely wasn't my experience, although Brooks was a little bit different to mine, but you can find them online. That's the beauty of social media, right? And and hiring those right people for you that are going to be your supporters. Yeah, and you've got some. You've got a topic to talk about, you know, straight away. It's not like meeting a random where like don't know what to talk about. It's you can talk about it for hours. So it's kind of a cool thing to surround meet different people and even if it's a complete random person who just you start talking about business you can talk about it for hours well, i can anyway <laughs> this is so funny i think this i can so see brock having all these conversations with guys about business <laughs> me too though but um also it doesn't just friends. have to be about like, business <laughs> but like it all end up being about business in some way or, or form Maybe that's your experience, Brooke. (laughs) Not necessarily a bad thing. So, yeah, what do we attribute success to? I definitely think drive, ambition, like really 
putting in the hard yeah. yards, right? Setting like goals. Showing up. Yeah, setting goals, big absolutely. One. Setting some big goals. I think mindset we haven't acknowledged enough in this conversation, but like we said at the start, it was going to be a million dollar business. And and I think mindset's been huge for me personally as well, like belief and confidence. I think you, you just got to, you got to have your mindset right before yeah. you start it. Yeah. And I just wanted to um, add something to that, which was um, celebrating your wins um, was something that I did at the very beginning, um, which I don't do now, but but it's something that I do definitely. We should. Well, we should. And maybe we <laughs> do. Should. Maybe we do now, but in a different way but so like in the very beginning i like had a little diary and you know i'd like write down you know oh today i did this or you know we did this number and you know, like little wins that were like yes this is working or you know it could be like you signed a big client or you know just having not just doing it just because or just just the slog like it's you're, it's, a, it's, it's like you're stepping forward when you're writing it down and you're like, yes, I can tick that off or I've, I've achieved, you know, $1,000 in a month or whatever it's going to be for you guys. But like, you know, even if it's like 50 bucks or whatever, it's, a, it's an achievement in itself. You just writing it down, ticking it off and then you'll look back at it in like years to come and be like, oh my gosh, that's what I did and I was celebrating that. Man, that's so cool, you know? yeah i was actually reading mine the other day and i was like this blew my mind i was like oh my gosh like it feels a bit like petty like like writing them down at the beginning but it's really quite cool like looking back and but that's your reality yeah, at the time right it is yeah yeah i don't know if you know this brooke but because obviously my coaching client calls are really private but i actually ask my client at the end of every single coaching call what's one thing that they're celebrating within themselves or within the last week that they want to celebrate or acknowledge today and so we both end the call on this beautiful high note where we're celebrating each other and so did you know that no i don't know that <laughs> and so- i just heard that you're a coach <laughs> I just, I just well, know that it's you're a coach. It's a confidential coach. thing. I don't, I, you're not going to talk about it. I don't expect you to talk about it. So Not yeah. the intimate details, no. I mean, no. obviously all of that's private and confidential. But, but anyway, um, so I'm a huge fan of celebrating. And, and it's so true with whether you're in life, um, sorry, whether you're in life or business, <laughs> whether you're in business or not, like in your personal life or in your business, celebrating the small wins acknowledging yourself is so so crucial is so important you would have heard me say this on the podcast before if you're a long time listener and you're so right it's like life is the journey right it's not the destination you've got to enjoy enjoy it while you're on the ride my turn um (laughs) sorry um yeah i agree and that is something that i'm super glad that i did um so yeah that's so just to recap what do we attribute our success to is hard work dedication you know showing up consistently having a wonderful product and service to sell and i think investing in the right things like being really smart about your strategy and where to invest and then of course like you've like you've shared mindset and also celebrating those wins enjoying the journey and I think believing it though, like yeah. you've got to, you've got to have the belief that you can do it. And I think that's, that's the mindset piece in here, right? Is I think that if you are, like if you're setting up a business anyway, you've got belief that you, that it's going to work and that it's a worthy business to start in the first place because 
if you didn't then you wouldn't obviously set it up but like yeah but like when the going gets tough or when you're when you hit a roadblock or when COVID-19 and the world pandemic comes and you've got to pivot your business or when someone says no or you know when you're looking at your cash flow in the business and you've got to work out where to invest things or what to do like there's lots of little things that happen along the way that you've got to have that consistency and the, I guess that resilience and the self-belief to continue on through those hard times, right? Yeah. And just the other thing I was going to add here is about, you know, once you've kind of in that first year or so and you've laid all the foundations and, and, you know, you've priced yourself effectively and you know who you are or what you're doing and, and got things under your belt. It's then just about like in the building phases of business, it's then most of the time, I mean, once you've sort of tested things and tweaked things along the way, really getting to, you know, from multi six figures to a seven figure product business or a seven figure business is really about repeatability it's about doing a lot of things consistently and and just scaling them right yeah absolutely i um i would say there's like multiple times where i have gone like this is where i'm happy with right consistency and then i get to a point where i'm like right it's time to scale it again and you like you put these things in place and then you um and then you sit on it for a little bit and you consistently do those things and then it scales your business again and just like rather than going you know, up, 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 like super quick. It's like, give that consistency gives you that, you know, breathing, that breathing room to go, okay, this is really, this is working. You're like doing the numbers on it and you're making sure that, you know, you're making money and all those sorts of things. Um, yeah, that's what I can definitely recommend. Like, don't just go, you know, in the first week, yep, this is, this is great. It's working really well. And then like scale it again. But I wouldn't recommend that at all. I think it's different for every business though, right? Like I understand that what you're saying with the flower shop for sure. I think in different businesses, it might be nice to do a more steady growth um, kind of pattern, but it's it's so hard. I think, I, I think like you say, it's like nice to try out a new strategy or invest money in somewhere or, you know, get that consistency piece going nicely. And then it's like, okay, then I want to focus on this for a little bit or um, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, like I just think that, you know, you don't want to burn yourself out in the first early stages because, you know, if you are the driver of the business. So if you're burnt out, then obviously the business isn't going isn't to be very good. So, yeah, having, from, like, I can only talk now in Brooklyn Flowers' um, point of view, but f- definitely, I think for us, that if, yeah, if you don't, if you don't, for us, if, if you did it all at once, I wouldn't be, I would, the business wouldn't be around now because it would be too hard and retail is way too hard to do it that way. So having it in small chunks and then being able to like look at it and, and reassess and re, you know evaluate your you know quarterly jumps, then I think that's definitely what I, what I do anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's making so much more sense. I get what you mean now. Yeah. And... And you bring up a really good point. Burnout is real and you do not want to be there. And neither of us would recommend that in any business. And, you know, with anything, whether, you know, you're a coach and you're the face of your business or whether you are, say, for with Brooke, for example, where it's more of a product business, like 
you are the business though you know it's your baby you're the CEO if you're not showing up and if you're not you know rested and and doing well internally like you as yourself then how are you going to give to your business right yeah absolutely you've got to be like people even like feel it and and notice that you're not on your game or you know you're not it's you know that's because you're burnt out like you can't just keep burning yourself out and thinking it's going to work because you know it will show in your product or in your service and it will show in you know your daily life and your friends will notice so yeah it's definitely burnout is a huge thing and i can say that from you know past experience i had did burn myself out and i learned quickly that it's not a i think you can do forever <laughs> we'll kill you yeah it's it's not a fun place to no. be right and so that's where it's just like working out what are your priorities in your business and your life what season are you in what season is the business in where do we need to put our finances and invest in things like that like yeah. what what support or what staff can you bring on what can you outsource uh yeah or maybe you're not in a scaling point of your business you don't always have to consistently scale right i mean yes you want to be growing and evolving and tweaking your business as you go but um you know you don't always have to just be like the high achiever go 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 no you don't um and i think that's where my burnout came from which was in the first you know two years was is that i had this massive goal that i really shouldn't have done that quickly but because i had was burning myself out non-stop obviously i got there faster than you probably should have but to be honest like if i was to go back and do it again I probably would have done it slower and done it not not 100% differently, but like just the whole burning yourself out and having some sort of balance would have been a lot better. It's interesting you say this though, but I, I just, like I always say no regrets. Like I really believe that that was our business journey. And even oh, though it was. it was so hard in those early stages of having a seven day a week product service business in retail and online, but that, that was it. I think like that's where you you grow and you learn so much. So I mean, maybe we would. Well, yes, of course you would do it differently every single time because you've grown and changed as a human. But I really believe that that was our journey for a reason. And I think also like the hard work and having that big goal was not the only key to their success, right? Like you've got to also have this freaking amazing product and service, like I was saying earlier, and being really smart in business like mm. making smart really smart decisions. decisions investing in the support and a mentor or coach or you know outsourcing like some marketing or advertising support because like that's the things that are that are you you want to get, try and get right yeah and those things are also the things that suck up so much time just like sitting there and thinking you know about marketing and thinking about you know you <laughs> Because you take it home, which I shouldn't do at the beginning. But you're like, oh, you like sitting on the couch. You're like, right, maybe you know, maybe this will work for marketing. Maybe that will work for marketing. You're like constantly thinking about all these different things that you can be doing. But really, yeah, outsourcing it. Number one, I definitely recommend that. Yeah, like learning from the experts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so lucky last, what are some of our biggest lessons in business? So this is just lessons in business in general. What, what do you reckon yours are, Brooke? Um, I think biggest lesson is, gosh, such a question. Uh, it's such a hard question because I just don't know 
I don't, I don't know which ones actually. What do you? What would you be yours? I'll put it back on you. <laughs> oh, there's so many lessons. I feel like this whole podcast has probably been a lot of our lessons that have come through here. Uh, but I think probably the biggest lesson for me personally is investing in your business early on and investing in the right support. Um, I, I mean, obviously I've talked about that in my coaching business, but then also in Brooklyn Flowers and in that business, absolutely investing was um, investing wisely is probably, I reckon, a, a huge, a huge thing, like being brave enough to invest the money um not not so I'm gonna say like before you have it and I don't I was mean just about it to say this like yeah investing in in something even though it may feel so hard at the very beginning um and, and you're like I mean there were times when I remember I was I wanted to invest in something and I didn't even have the money for it but I'd find a way to make it happen and there would you know even if you went in negative to to boost your business then I mean that's what I did at some stage it stage during the business was you know borrow a bit here and there to to make the business work and it's those things that people don't see yeah they don't talk about enough online i think yeah and look i think um like i think like with my personal take on this is that like i always had um like personally had some savings and like financially we were sorted but it was more just like in business where you're like that means that I might not be paying myself for a little while or like if I invest in that coach or invest in um, that VA or whatever it might be, then am I going to still have that same bottom line? And we don't know, right? That's right. why business is exciting and scary and challenging and all of the all of the big, beautiful things. But it's you have to sometimes invest before you're ready or leap before you're ready in whatever way that looks like for you. And... I think, you know, Laurie Harder talks a lot about this. She's a, um, an entrepreneur in the in the States. Her and Chris Harder have really wonderful businesses. Anyway, I remember this saying that she said, and it was like, when you're leaping into business and going in a new direction, is to cut off the ropes to the safety boat. Like, burn the bridges kind of idea, where you kind of need to maybe not necessarily physically do this or like quit your day job in any way. I don't necessarily recommend that in the early stages, but energetically being all in on your business and that like, there's just no way that this is not going to work. And that was absolutely the mindset that we have always had with Brooklyn Flowers and same with my, same with my coaching business as well with both of the businesses is that, it, like there's no there's no other option right like this is my soul's work we're doing this I'm all in on this business there's no way that I'm giving up on this dream and there's no way that I'm going to not do it you know what I mean like there's just no way and I think so I think that's kind of part of the part of the puzzle pieces energetically deciding and committing and going all in hmm. yeah I, I agree with you Evie. it's you definitely I think in the early stages of your business was like you wanted to keep your um you're like oh no I just want to like go full time and I'm like in my mind I was like oh my gosh like both of us full time doing our doing our dreams is like so hard to visualize but you know when Evie quit her um physio job and you know her profession that she's trained for for many years um 
and decided to go full time on her coaching well that i think was you were like right this has to work it's there's no going Mm. back kind of thing you know Mm. yeah because if you like sure you need to be really smart here and i'm not saying in any way that you need to get yourself in debt or take out massive loans or whatever that might be for you like i'm not suggesting that in any way and i always would recommend that you have a bridging job or a part-time job or some income in other ways there is a very small percent of the population who kind of like Brooke, (laughs) would dive in the deep end, quit their job and go full-time in their business straight away. And we both did that with Brooklyn Flowers at the start. Like I said, we were both working and then I was also training to become a coach at the time. But that was, you know, and and you kind of like bite off more than you can chew and then chew really fast kind of idea. And I think that works for a really small percent of of the population, but it's challenging, right? And so like that's definitely doesn't work for everyone and I probably wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't recommend that and I I don't (laughs) but uh there does need to come a time where you do have to take the leap yeah and and sometimes you have to like I said burn the bridges or you you just have to leap and deeply trust and be 100% committed and sometimes that's a different timeline for everyone yeah I agree I thought you were going to say something there. Bro. Oh, <laughs> sorry. No, no. I think we've, I think like, yeah. I definitely think we've covered um, the whole aspect of kind of where we were at and and how we how we did it. I guess it's not on like how like um, how we did it as such. It's like just the steps and like the what principles. how the principles that helped helped us get to where we are. Totally. And is it possible for other people to create a seven-figure business themselves? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Even um, multi-seven figures. <laughs> Amazing. No, yeah, six figures, whatever. It's, it, you are the destiny of your own business. So, um, yeah, whatever you want your business to be or how big you want it to be, um, it can be as big or as little as, as you please. And that's the cool thing, right? You get to decide. So what does success look like for you? What do you want in your business? If you have one of those big lofty goals, then amazing, you can absolutely achieve it. Um, and don't forget about those little goals away along the way as well, like celebrating the wins, you know, creating, uh, a, a expanding your business with ease, you know, making sure that it's authentic and aligned and making sure that you're enjoying the, the, the journey. Yeah, because... Again, if you're not enjoying it, then there's not not much point doing it, really, is there? I mean, we don't go into these things to we don't go and do all this hard work and then not enjoy it. Um, trust me, I, I've also tried that as one as well. I did. <laughs> I was like, this is great. No, this is shit. <laughs> I don't want to do this job anymore. Um, and there will be times where like you like don't like it or it's too hard or you want to quit. Um, but it's your business and it's your baby and it's your dream. So just do it, man. <laughs> Just like what Brooke said, just do it, man. Yeah, just do it. <laughs> I love it. Don't Thanks. look back. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, Brooke, and riffing about business. Yeah, sounds good. Nice to talk to you guys again. See, See you all. soon. Bye. Wasn't that epic? For all of the details and things we talked about in today's show, you can check them out in the show notes and that's over at evelynkelly.co.nz forward slash podcast. 
And if you can think of anyone who would really benefit from this episode, then please share it with them. And while you're there, I would be so grateful if you could leave me a five-star review in iTunes so that we can get this podcast out to even more humans and create a ripple effect throughout the world. 